Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. What do presidents know about UFOs? What are they told, if anything? Do the intel agencies and Pentagon hold back the truth even from their boss? Grant Cameron has probably dug into presidents and UFOs more than anyone on the planet. He became involved in ufology back in 1975 with a personal sighting of an object which became known as Charlie Red Star. Those sightings occurred in Manitoba. In the past few years, he's turned his research interest to the involvement and actions of the president on the UFO problem. He's made 20-plus trips to the National Archives to dig up information and documents. His latest book, or should I say books, plural, Jimmy Carter, Paranormal and UFO Tales, just out now. Grant, uh, so glad to have you back on the program. It's been a while. George, thank you. I appreciate it. You, uh, no, no joke, you've done more research into presidents and UFOs than I think anyone in the world. And it's a central question. What did they know? When did they learn it? Do presidents get a UFO briefing? You know, we've heard more in the last few years from presidents and ex-presidents than I remember ever hearing. I mean, Obama, Bush, Trump, uh, Clinton, Mrs. Clinton, who ran for president, they're all interested in the subject. All of them asked questions, I guess, when they could. So we'll dive into the question of briefings in a bit, but let's start with you when you started to focus on presidents and why? Well, it goes back to my sightings in 1975, where um, the first one I saw, it was almost like they they wanted to make sure that there was no question as to what I was looking at. So I never really went down the path of sightings. I, I knew exactly what I had seen. Second night, the thing flew right at me. But as it was flying away the second night, it came at me, and then it made sort of a turn, and it sort of flew off, and there was a bunch of people there, and a guy with a camera, and people yelling and screaming. It was it was like a pandemonium. And I remember as it was flying away, I thought, oh, that's an ex- it could be an extraterrestrial. I thought, like, wow, it's like being in the Bible here. I mean, it's like some miracle you just saw. And then I'm thinking, like, but what's it doing? Like, why is it in Carmen, Manitoba? There's nothing there. And I'm thinking, and I, so for years it sort of bothered me, and I, I got all the sightings together. 
of this town. Half the people in the town, over half the people in the town had seen this thing. Nobody wanted to talk about it, but I eventually would track down people and they would tell me what they'd seen. So I put it together in a manuscript, and the local publisher who should have published it, because it was a big story, said, Mr. Cameron, you may believe in this kind of stuff. Count me among the unbelievers. And I, I was shocked. I just couldn't believe that, 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 you know, that they wouldn't run with this, this big story. I thought this is the biggest story in the world. It would, you know, make a million dollars from this and all this stuff. And it went nowhere. And so it was that question, like, what are they doing in Carmen, Manitoba? And then it was like, okay, I'm just a small guy in Canada, and I saw this thing, and all I want to know is what was that thing I saw? I know for a fact it was it was like just out of this world, but the thing was somebody's got to know. So then I started this proceed. So uh, there was a synchronicity event. My father was a, a pilot for the Canadian government, and somebody in his office wanted to talk to me. Had a UFO sighting. He was a radar tech, and he said, "You know, if you really want to know what's going on with UFOs, you should you should see what the Canadian government was doing back in the 1950s." And I said. Really? He said, yeah, I worked for the, the program. And I go, you work for the program? Like, I'm in 1,500 miles away from the capital. And I go, you work for the program? He said, yeah. And he started telling me the story of Wilbert Brockhouse-Smith, who ran the Canadian government UFO program. And he said he was the most brilliant engineer I've ever met, but he's totally crazy. He was talking to aliens, and they were landing in the backyard. And I go, what are you talking about? And that's the pursuit started. So I went after the Canadian government. What did the Canadian government know? And uh, it, there was a lot of very interesting stuff I picked, and I wrote a book on, on the Canadian government thing. But we ended up uh, uh, trying to figure out where the Canadians got the information because there's the famous top-secret memo, which is one of the only top-secret memos ever written about UFOs, where Wilbert Smith says, I went to the Americans, and um, I wanted to see if there was some, some smoke. There was a fire. There was smoke. And I was told by American officials, number one, flying saucers exist. It's the most highly classified subject in the United States. There's a small group headed by Dr. Vannevar Bush, and it's of tremendous significance to the Americans. And then this famous line that I, I've used in the last couple of years, we were also told by American officials that other things might be associated with the flying saucers, such as mental phenomena. So the pursuit was then I'd, I'd gotten mostly what Wilbur had. I'd recovered his files. I talked to his wife. She told me all these stories and his son and, and where the files were and all that sort of stuff. And then I'm thinking, well, who told Wilbur this thing about the, the flying saucers exist as the most highly classified subject? And that turned out to be a guy by the name of Dr. Robert Starbacher. And this is in the Canadian, there's some uh, documents where the Canadians are talking in the Canadian Embassy in Washington. And um, they, this Robert Starbacher comes into the Canadian Embassy and interviews uh, Wilbert Smith. And that's, he's the guy that gave most of that material. And so we went after him, and then he said, well, I really wasn't involved. I was busy. I was working on the radar for the Russians and, uh, you know, in, the, uh, North, in Canada to pick up Russian missiles and stuff like that. The guy you should talk to, he was a guy in Pennsylvania. And that turned out to be Dr. Eric Walker, who was yeah. uh, former president of Penn State University, chairman of the board of the Institute for Defense Analysis, top military think tank. And I was uh, with a bunch of researchers, and I was sort of instructing them, and they were giving them names and or his number and stuff. And people were trying to get this guy to talk, and he was basically talking, and he was basically talking in rhymes and riddles about, you know, it's been 40 years, we haven't belonged to the world, leave it alone, it's, you know, go do something else. And uh, he had, uh, I was trying to find his files, so I went to Penn State, I looked at all his files, and there was nothing there. And he had he had died in I think '94. And I found out that his files, when he was at the Pentagon, and he was um, the um, assistant to the head of weapon research for the Pentagon. 
And there was this one-year period that he was there, and he had talked that he was going to give the stuff to the Truman Library. So I went to the Truman Library, not even thinking about presidents or anything. I just wanted to get Walker's files and hope that this material, because uh, he basically said he was, he was confronted. Uh, we, we understand from Dr. Starbacher that you attended a, a set of briefings at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in 1950, and he said, yeah, I was there, so what? Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. And, went, and the, the, the guy that was interviewing me said, what do you mean? So, so what? It was the most important subject. And, and this is how this discussion started, that he confirmed that he had been at, the, at these briefings. So we thought that the briefing material might be in these records that he left with the Truman Library. So I went to the Truman Library in, in Independence, Missouri, and I asked for them. And, and there was a couple of files on Walker, and there was really nothing important or whatever. And then I thought, hey, well, you know, the president's the most important guy in the world. He's a powerful guy. He's got to know what's going on. And that's my, my question. Like, somebody's got to know what's going on here. So that's when I asked the, 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 the Truman Library, I said, well, what do you got on UFOs? And they said, well, they talked about the overflight, 1952, where the shoot-down order was given. And uh, there was a week between the first sightings and second sightings, and all these telegrams started to come into the, to the, to the White House. 
and they had all these telegrams. So I was looking through all these telegrams, and people were saying, please, Mr. President, don't shoot them down, leave them alone, all this sort of stuff. And then I said, well, what else you got? And they go, well, that's it. That's all we got. I go, that's all you got? I mean, this is the mo- uh, you figure it's the most important subject. Like, why would the president not have anything? So then um, I figured, well, the, the, the Eisenhower Library is just down the road. It's maybe two hours down the road in, in Kansas. So I, I go to the Eisenhower Library, and I'll find out what they're doing. And they had five documents. And one was the famous top secret, or the, the CIA Robertson panel report which had been done, done under Truman, but it, it appeared in the, uh, it was right at the end of administration, so it ended up in the Eisenhower Library. So that's what I said to the archivist, because there you have to, you, you know, everybody's got a suit on, and it's all very formal, and they, you got to do a review and, and be interviewed before you can research there. And I said, you know, you all, you've got five documents, and one was a telegram from one of the contactees and stuff. And then I said, well, how many pages of documents you got? And he said, 28 million pages. Anyway, oh. you got five on, on UFO, and that's when I go, something's wrong here. Like, there's, and then I did, was determined to go to all of the presidents and find out what the presidents had known. And basically, it would be a very you know, slow day, because it would take four days to go to the Eisenhower Library. And within about two and a half hours, I was finished all the UFO documents. And then for the, the rest of the week, I'd be sitting there reading oral histories from different people and, and st- you know, trying to find something to interest myself because there was really no documents. And that's when it sort of puzzled me, like, why are there no documents in the, 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 uh, the libraries? And I guess it all comes summed up by, there's a, an oral, inter- oral history interview that was done by do- uh, General Landry, who was the air advisor to Truman. It was in the Truman Library. And he talks about the briefing, that when he came in in 1948, he had been told by Truman, I want you to brief me on UFOs every three, three months. I want you to go to the, uh, uh, the CIA, get all the material and brief me. So we figured there was about 15 or 16 briefings that was given to the president, but they were all done orally. So in 1948, they already knew, don't put it on paper. It was all done orally. And that's wow. what I believe is, is if this subject is handled by the president, it's not handled on paper. And it's, I guess, what Bill Clinton would call, uh, this is a story Whitley Strieber tells, that he, he said he talked to uh, Rockefeller, uh, Lawrence Rockefeller, who had gone to the Clintons, and he got the Clintons at his, his ranch in, in, uh, in uh, Wyoming. And uh, Bill didn't come down for the briefing. And so just Hillary was there. And uh, so then they're going for a walk, and that's when Bill Clinton says to Rockefeller, he said, the UFO issue, it's, it's, you know the story of the Arkansas tar baby? And Rockefeller says, yeah, he said, this is the Arkansas tar baby. You don't touch it. He said, you, you touch it, you're going to get stuck to it. And this is a story about the Arkansas tar baby where they catch a rabbit. He sees this tar baby, and, and the tar baby doesn't talk back. It's sitting on the side of the road set up by the fox. And he gets mad, and he punches the, 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 the tar baby, and he gets stuck with his hand. And then he puts the other hand, and he gets stuck, and then his feet are get stuck. And that's the, what Clinton was says. This is a subject the president cannot touch. This is a tar baby story, and you, you don't touch it. So I think that's what it is. So um, when I went after the, the, the Carter material... Um, I, I basically, my, my end conclusion was that he had made this promise to the National Enquirer. There was a scrum of reporters in 1976 when he was running, and he was asked by the National Enquirer, you know, you saw UFO, and, he, and, and would you release the UFO files? And that's when he made this famous claim that if I get in, I will release all the UFO files uh, to the people, except for unless it has to do with military uh, secrecy. And that was the big catch. So um, he made this, this promise. And then when he got in, he didn't say anything. He never used the word UFO. The same as uh, Gerald Ford, before he was running for, pre- when he was running for president, he was saying, um, 
or when he was um, a congressman, he said, um, not only do I want this thing opened up, I, I want to get the military people, put them under oath, and force them to testify to tell us what's going on. And when he got to the White House, he never used the word UFO either. Like Jimmy Carter used it before and after president, but he never used the word when, when he was in there. And what I, I came to conclusion was he, he made this promise, and he did a bunch of stuff, but it was all done without his fingerprints. So he had other people doing things for him. He had, for example, Jody Powell. Jody Powell was the guy that forced uh, the documents out of the FBI. He was said the FBI was under big pressure, and then, you know, Maccabee wrote the book. Uh, I think it was 1,500 pages released under Jimmy Carter. And he had um, the CIA. There was a story that CIA had 14,000 pages. There was an FOIA. It was big at the time, FOIAs. Jimmy Carter talked about open government and, and the Sunshine Law and all this kind of stuff. And and uh, getting openness, and uh, there was there was this rumored story there was a girl that was working on behalf of the White House, a lawyer at the CIA, and they were hiding the documents, and there was supposed to be fourteen thousand, and then it turned it was only a thousand, and she was crying because they they were they were playing these games, and she got so frustrated with what was going on. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at one a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.